I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What were we talking about? Shit, shit. <laughs> so high-pitched what what were we talking about <laughs> that doesn't sound natural <laughs> that sounds more natural yeah high yeah high voice it's high voice I, I watched last night i watched uh total recall the old schwarzenegger one. Oh yeah uh you watch the colin farrell one? no i mean i've seen it and it's not terrible no it's not but it's but not it's not the it's whimsy not charming it's not the whimsy of the original and uh, I, I was thinking, because Misty also has been kind of pushing watching Starship Troopers, which are both Paul Verhoeven uh, mm-hmm. movies. And it got me thinking about uh, directors uh, that I would like to see do some other weird genres. I was talking to uh, Misty a little bit because she mentioned Starship Troopers, and I kind of got into talking to her about how it. Uh, a lot of people have kind of went back and looked at which I mean, some people knew at the time, but I didn't because I was very young when that came out. But... How it's kind of a argument against um, fascism type setup where you are following these young kids who get pulled in via war propaganda and, hey, we're the good guys, go fight some bugs kind of thing. And then as they get on the planet and are killing them and, you know, uh, has a very Nazi-esque uh, regime that they're all part of, but you want to root for them because they're the main protagonist. Right. Uh, you get killing them more of the bugs and you realize that they're telepathic and you're the the main characters are the invaders on their planet just to killing them all mindlessly like they're insects. Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched that and movie. So, and it's even got like the war propaganda videos and stuff in the middle of the uh, movie. Yeah, I remember stuff, those. Referencing it. Honestly, Starship Troopers is one of the first movies I actually remember ever seeing in theater. Really? It was me and my uh, brother. He took me to go see it. And it was just me and him. We were the only ones in the theater. And I think it was like, you know, far end of it being in in a, in the theater and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, me, when, me and him went and seen it when I was really young. And that was like one of the first uh, movies I remember being being at the theater. At. You, know, you know, the first movie I went, I remember seeing in the theaters? I think it was probably the first movie I saw in theaters. It was probably uh, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yeah, that would be a good one. Uh, yeah. You were far too young for that one. Far too young. Yeah, that big age gap we got. Yeah, was it like a year and a half? Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like I'm much older for some reason. Like I feel because you, you're like young at heart, and I'm cynical I, and fucking I, terrible. I feel like an old man since I've been like five. I just perpetually eighty. I'm I'm old enough where I'm trying to get back my. Uh, that was me spinning the. Oh, I was chair like, wheels. what was that? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm so old that I'm trying to uh, you know I'm like the old man on the scooter saying hey kids and, and trying to <laughs> it makes me think of uh, what's Ew. his face <laughs> hey kids hey I'm one kids. of you I was thinking of like the uh, when you youngins the, fa- the I can't even his name he's got the skateboard on his backpack kind of the meme they're like hey kids it's fucking up. oh um what's his name it's killing me I Chance should've. Smith no they have that meme too where it's he dressed like that. He was an old man and dressed like a punk. Uh, um, it's Mr. Pink. I'm trying to think of his name. Mr. Pink. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Where he's got the yes. hat on backwards and skateboarding. Hi, kids. No. Uh, Hi, youth. I'm in my yeah my middle age. Uh, going, going to find the uh, the hot rod and. Yeah, hey, let's go a, jump this. Let's go now? jump this gap at like twelve. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
not going to make it any longer than this. <laughs> this, is too, uh, this is too much. <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, so he did uh, Basic Instinct. Um, Whoa, he did Basic Instinct? Yeah, apparently I, I kind of looked up some stuff. Uh, yeah, he said he did Basic Instinct and, uh, you know, Total Recall, Social Troopers, Hollow Man is him, the one with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie when I was younger, when I, you know, when it came out and I watched it. Even now, it. like, to this day, I, me but, and my mother talk about how great that movie was. And, uh, you know, so all of them were kind of uh, criticized partially for, like, people either loved them or thought they were, like, gory and over-sexualized and stuff like that. And so he got a lot of crap for it, which he was a Dutch guy coming over to America, which the Dutch were like, hey, this is gory and over-sexualized. And then he came to America and he's like, hey, this is uh, what you guys are known for. I'm going to do it. And they're like, hey, you did it too much. (laughs) And they're like, like, well, what the hell? (laughs) But they generally had some kind of theme or... Right, they weren't just a little more gory or, or sexualized for the sake of it. It had something going on. There was a little bit of substance in there. Yeah. I mean, um, which you to- had to sip. But. Yeah, a little bit. Which Total Recall, I find... Basic fun. Instinct like, was probably, like, <coughs> the worst offender of it. Yeah, well, he did Showgirls. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean... Never mind. probably the worst. Offender. That's the worst of it. <laughs> God, that movie's... <laughs> Which I watched a, a, a thing that was going over all his films, and it was like talking about how there was a little more substance there. It was just not done as well as what in Showgirls. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll send it to you. It's a wisecrack thing. Is it? Yeah. I Which well. I tend to, you know, I give them a little bit of props for. Yeah, I'll movies. watch that. You send that to me. Um, Unlike the Doom trailer. Motherfucker, it's beautiful. <laughs> Gave me goosebumps. It was, it was beautiful. It was really as a guy who's been reading the books for the past six months and like super invested in the world. I was like, <gasps> see, I'm more excited to watch it without having without the knowledge, without any knowledge, so I can go into it like fresh. And, yeah, some and stuff. No chance of disappointment. Yeah, some stuff like I feel that way, but like I generally like to read the book or know a lot about the source material. Right. Generally, I do because it it sometimes uh, stuff you know if you have read the works you'll see nods or references to things that other people wouldn't or or right. where they might uh, breeze over uh, context of something. You will actually know what the context was there. Right. Is, is nice. And some, it does also have the negative effect of like, why the fuck they changed that? Why'd they change that? Why'd they take that out? This That's the thing I don't like. This was an important part and they removed it, which sucks. But, you know, also with uh, Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, I, I like uh, he he seems to be uh, pretty in depth with the world and like he said it was like one of his favorite books and it was his like pet project that he loved to do. He even wanted to do that. For yeah, he years. said like if I ever you know got like whatever budget I wanted and you know was like, hey, what do you want to work on? He's like Dune was the thing I wanted to do. So I I like to think that he's done well enough in the other film or his other films and uh, you know has enough love for the source material to one which they've got to change some stuff which and I is, get that. His, his whole thing has basically been sci-fi yeah right so like yeah what would he do better at yeah exactly not better at but what would he do oh, well at him uh i i don't know i don't know what i like I, honestly i just want more dune movies from him so i can't argue. i mean that would the trailer look pretty fa- fantastic i mean there's there's a lot more to that world if they wanted to get into it and that would be well i'm not saying he wouldn't do the Dune movies. I'm no, saying, I know. I'm just. 
I don't be... I don't expect anyone to do the Dune movies like from Here's the thing like I didn't I never believed they were ever going to do it until like a, they actually started filming it because they'd been talking about it for so long. Yeah. So many I was like this is never It was like it the it movies like whenever they talked about mm-hmm. they talked about that for years and years the remaking it. And then they finally started making it. I was like, oh shit, it's actually happening. That's exactly what it was like. With, I'm not as invested in Dune as like yeah. you are, but like, uh, I just, wanted I wanted to see it happen because I know that there were some people who who enjoyed the original, but also didn't enjoy the original. Yeah, there's a lot of people who who enjoy it for a bit of a nostalgic purpose, and there's a couple you know things that they're like, well, you know, this was an interpretation of the book that I love, so I I still love it. Right. Um, but there's a lot. Of issues with <laughs> and then I I own and the way I initially found out about Dune when I was younger was I watched the sci-fi series Dune and right. Children of Dune which generally have really good critic reviews it's got Susan Sarandon James McAvoy a bunch of more uh, higher end names and yeah especially uh, for a sci-fi lo- project yeah, a lot of critics it was like one of the first like sci-fi projects like TV series type yeah. things yeah and a lot of critic reviews are really good for I remember it. I'm getting ready to try to go back and watch those and see if they're good since I've read the books that those cover. See how, yeah. Yeah, see. if it does does a good job. But, uh, you know, generally the consensus seems to be that they're they're decent. Um, but, yeah, this uh, current uh, trailer and stuff, like, it, it seems to be pretty on point with everything. They've changed only two things that I've noticed so far, um, which is that, like, um, one of the things uh, Paul, the main character, because he has uh, ability to see the futures or future possible futures at a point throughout the story, um, he he keeps mentioning a uh, holy war, a jihad happening, um, where everyone's going to basically go to war in his name, and he's kind of trying to avoid that. Um, but they changed it to a crusade. They called it a crusade, which yeah. I I get, and it's it was supposed supposed to I think imply the um, you know, because the Fremen being our the Sand uh, tribe are supposed to be kind of Middle Eastern in uh, representation, so they use a lot of uh, Middle Eastern uh, words and phrases and stuff throughout the book. But I can understand why they changed. Right, that. and then uh, the other one is a planetologist. That's a, a male in the original story. They made it a female in the movie, which uh, it's the dad of a character. They probably make it the mom and then one of the other guys who is a dad like figure be her dad in the series i'm, I'm sure is what they're gonna do right. just to streamline characters and stuff which he's not in a super long it's a minor quibble it's not really yeah a so it's not a huge deal but everything else has been pretty pretty great so far looking um and i, I kind of heard they might do a couple parts so i don't know if they're gonna split it up or i not. heard that the th- they were gonna do at least and I'd, I'd love like if they did a lot of people would be happy if they get a version of book four, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> it's it gets uh, a little. There's gonna be it would be a lot of CGI need. One, oh. of, one of those sandworm creatures is essentially merged with a human, and they're a human worm hybrid that's lived like thirty five hundred years. Mm. It's there's some cool concept there I'm, where I, it could work, I, I'm, but I'm, it, the thing is, is like book two and four are very. Uh, they're not very action oriented or things like that. It's a lot of dialogue and and stuff like that. That's why the sci-fi did one and three, right? Um, because two is a lot of uh, you know Paul character kind of dealing with uh, 
them thinking of him as a god, and he's like, if I do anything great, they just add it to their uh, war in his name as this deity, and if I you know, deny them all, then, then I lose the empire. <laughs> so he's um, kind of stuck in a place. But that's more the you know, it, it cracks in that story. So. I think he would do uh, do well because like what he's done. Blade Runner, yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Arrival, um, Arrival is great. Yeah, Arrival's good. Um, there's there's one other I can't think of. Uh, the the, the Valerian. Uh, did he do Valerian? I'm pretty sure that was him. Double check and make I sure. I think that was. I I uh, could absolutely be wrong. Um, it's rare, but. <laughs> uh, Dead air. Hey. Going to the end of the Dead Air. He did a Maelstrom, Polytechnic, Incendies, Enemy. Enemy, enemy, enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sicario. <laughs> oh, Sicario. Uh, See, I didn't know yeah. that was him for a long yeah, time. So not, uh, he didn't no. do Valerian. Valerian. Who yeah. did Valerian? Lucas, Lu- Luce, Luke, Luke, Lucas, Lucas. He's got a uh, TV series for Dune coming out in 2021 called Dune the Sisterhood. Are you excited for that? Yeah, I did not know about this. Um, Open tab. Anyways. Yeah, so he did Sicario also. Sicario, that's that's him jumping over to a completely different genre. Like, because sci-fi is basically all he's ever done. And that would be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool to do. But that'd be rough to do. Um, But what I was initially going with, I guess, (laughs) before we got on the Dune trailer, because I got excited, uh, was Paul Verhoeven. And I was saying, like, uh, all his stuff's either kind of sci-fi or uh, tends to be at least modern or sci-fi. So I think it'd be interesting to see him do, like, an animation or a Western. Yeah. Could be interesting to see, since he's kind of gory anyway, or, like, likes, you know, the kind of action hero type st- setup a western could be interesting western would definitely be seen interesting. him do anything like that um, so um i don't know and then it kind of got me on uh just like a list of directors and like some genre they haven't really done that i've seen and what would be kind of funny to see them jump from what they're kind of known for what about nolan uh <laughs> with nolan i think it'd be funny to see him try to do like a stoner comedy because one he constantly is trying to blow people's minds so what he, and then to do it as a comedy, which he has a bad time with dialogue for the most part and in human interaction, but to to do something really trippy with uh, a couple of like you know Harold and Kumar esque, Bill yeah. and Ted esque characters would be really interesting. And he always takes himself so serious that it would it be, would be kind of fun to see. It'd him. be fun to see him try to do something that was just you know silly and weird. I um, think it would be. Like a romantic comedy. <laughs> that would be, yeah, I thought of that too, but I was like, ah. he, that would really tank because that like would, he can't, like he, he doesn't know how humans talk. Yeah, it's like I, I didn't necessarily want to like r- ruin them by putting them in you something that they just are not going to do, but something that would be totally left field still. It's a whole other topic. That, what what genre movie would ruin a director's <laughs> career? Ruin a director's career. Snuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, I would love to see Kevin Smith do an uh, like an epic. <laughs> he, he did do an epic. 
red state. That, no, no, not a drama or thriller. <laughs> I'm talking about like a war film epic, like <laughs> Lord of the do Rings you think he would do well epic. With that? Not no. necessarily, but it would be uh, amazing to watch. It would I'm be. sure. Regardless, you just think of like, like put clerks characters carrying the ring to, you know, like it would be interesting to see. We saw that a little bit. I, I know, I know, <laughs> but in an actual like in the layout learn. setup or like you know uh, a band of soldiers or something you know in the uh 1800s fucking you know ripping each other apart but also kevin smith doing a, a retelling of vlad the impaler <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about vlad but yeah that could be good like put him in like uh fucking the mongol invasion of china just something just so something weird so out of left field <laughs> That'd but be like, amazing. He also could throw some of the like the B movie like fan- fantasy silliness in there too. Like, hey, this our sh- do him do uh the Iliad or the Odyssey. Yeah, have him like go on the different islands and it would just be like a walrus man and it would just be <laughs> basically just the, his entire career haunting him <laughs> as he tries to get back on a ship. It's literally I Kevin would, Smith. Like. I would love. Yeah, this is Kevin Smith on a ship. Trying to make his way back. Kevin but, Smith, The Odyssey. <laughs> him just have that high of a budget and doing like these big expensive sets and shit. Uh, yeah, I just, just like the idea that that any production company would give him <laughs> a large amount of money to do anything. Like it's, the thing is, like the production value and everything would be amazing, but the <laughs> characters would still be in like t-shirts and jeans and just talking. Just like low-key, just like the cheapest. Why the fuck are they pointing the arrows cheapest, at us? The cheapest, most expensive movie ever. Yes, it would be amazing. Uh, that just it just seems funny because I want the behind the scenes of that, like him dealing with Because like, I think to a certain extent, he can do those things. He's good with characters. And like, I mean, you give him like, like I said, Red Stay and some of the other movies, like if if you take like the the serious parts of Tusk, they're acted great, they're shot yeah. well. He, <laughs> it's just no one gives him really the money, and he doesn't really want that much uh, responsibility. I don't yeah, think. And either. he also doesn't ever ask. For, he would never no, ask no. for. He'd be like, "You got thirty thousand? But it would That's be interesting. And then like he's doing He Man right now, which is like the highest profile thing. And he it, was doing a uh, Marvel thing. He was yeah, doing I mean, Howard the Duck. They've tried to give him like some you know Superman writing and some stuff like that, but he just always kind of skirts it. So like even He Man, that's kind of a fantasy epic. Yeah. If you you know if you gave him like good actors and stuff, it might be awesome. Which is I think it's the animated. They're re- yeah, it's, doing it's the set. yeah because I know they're supposedly they doing s- a live action version of that yeah. again. They said they're basically continuing where the old '80s cartoon left. Ignoring off, so. that '90s one that yeah. But I just think it would be funny because it's just so left field for him to do like some dramatic epic in like, that way. Honestly, like a three hour film that's. To be honest, uh, like in real, like Kevin Smith writing, uh, yeah, him a writing Batman a- movie would be perfect. Um, maybe. Writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let me say, writing, yeah, not directing, I, I and not you. even necessarily writing the script. Maybe just the story, and the then, outline. Yeah, yeah, and then and let somebody else write the script because then we get a lot of it'll be too wordy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I and I I do like his his intrigue and a lot of the comic book stuff to where I kind of want to see some of that stuff, but I also feel... But I also have Rick Coffney and the Widening Guy, and they're not great. That and, like, he's also 
a little bit older at the time now to where like he constantly like i'll see him like talking about stuff and he's like you think why are people into that whoa that's really like yeah his or, fingers kind of off the yeah, pulse anymore seemed, like he was watching uh the new trailer for the new batman and he's just like you know i wouldn't have thought of that and like wow he's really intense like i thought he still thinks of like 1989 michael keaton, michael keaton is still kind of being the intense here yeah. yeah so he's still got a little nostalgia for that so i mean it would be tough. You're right. It would be kind of tough for him to differentiate. Do that. Now, I think, you know, when in the 90s, when they were initially coming to him for some of that stuff, he would have been a very fresh uh, idea for those. But now, or would have brought a very fresh yeah, idea. Yeah, because honestly, those. even Superman Lives, yeah. like, you ever, you ever watch that documentary? Uh, I haven't watched the documentary. I've heard him talk about the, you know, the big spider. The big spider issue. Yeah, if you watch the doc- documentary, like, that movie sounds in, like it's. It would possibly be the worst spy, uh, Superman movie, but like it is definitely an interesting sounding movie. Uh, but I was just thinking, do you know what Dennis Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Uh, you know what else he could do, and I think would be amazing. What's that? Horror. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could knock something out like that. I feel like it would be I think he could kind kill of a, something like if they were to ever remake the thing, yeah. which would be uh, not a good idea. Um. I think something like that would yeah. be up his alley. Which, speaking of like, uh, that kind of alien uh, like idea, like I thought of Ridley Scott. Like I'd like to see it because he always gets a lot of money for his big budget things, which I've heard uh, Raised by Wolves is awesome, his new It's series. on, yeah. I haven't got a chance to uh, watch HBO it. HBO Max, I think it is. I just started watching uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, um, I heard that was really good too. First episode, it's good. Um, tough to understand anybody in it. Like the, I don't know if it's just the, the volume is real low or – yeah, just it's, maybe the audio quality. Yeah, you ever heard funny? like a like a movie whenever like the sound is yeah is yeah, real the high, really and, high and the audio or the vocals are real yeah, yeah. it's we have subtitles on everything uh, because I need, uh, children yeah I need to put some subtitles and, uh, on it <laughs> um, so that's like everything has subtitles now so it's which has kind of been nice because sometimes like we've been watching when we've rewatched stuff we're catching some lines that you just you yeah. don't normally. Honestly, I watched Lighthouse with subtitles on because that was yeah. a tough one to understand listen to. what you're saying. And uh, yeah, I, honestly, a lot of stuff in there I caught because just the yeah, you get to actually see the essentially the script, the yeah. dialogue. Like sometimes, like I think we were watching Thirteen Ghosts earlier uh, because Misty, it's one of Misty's favorites. I do no, I love that movie. Yeah, it just, yeah. I don't was, hear many people like I was watching Thirteen Ghosts yeah. today on purpose. Um, but like they're running away, and there's a bunch of like shattering glass and a lot of ah, ah, noises, and you you just hear them blah, 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 and them shouting, but you don't really hear what they say. And like Matthew Lillard was yelling some stuff like. Don't be a woman. Get up. And Misty was like, "Well, that's and <laughs> like you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that shit today. No, you wouldn't have normally heard, yeah, heard what he actually said there." So th- those are kind of nice. Like, and I noticed when I went back and watched uh, the Lord of the Rings with uh, Raylan, uh, we were watching the extended edition, all that stuff. But the uh, if you watch the, um, I forgot to turn the recorder. Yeah, <laughs> you always do. I mean, you're like, "Oh no!" I'm always paranoid that it's not um, recording. The uh, you you see when they're speaking in different tongues, you see which uh, language they're actually speaking in at the time, which is kind of adds a little bit. Like when he's at the uh, when they're forming the fellowship and they're all at the uh, elven setup, and he he gets up and like starts yelling at them because they're all fighting. He's speaking in the black tongue of Mordor there, and so he's like reading what the 
the runes of the ring are saying to him, like to oh. snap him back. Oh, oh, shit. Because, you know, he says, I won't, uh, I won't, I don't want that speech or that tongue spoken in front of me. I won't utter, or, uh, I, I wouldn't want it uttered in front of me is what he tells Frodo because he didn't want to speak what the ring said. But when he's there and they're all fighting, that's he starts speaking in the black speech of Mordor, which is Sauron's tongue. I didn't know that. And yeah, you wouldn't notice, but like reading the subtitles is like black speech of Mordor. I'm like, ah, that's, See, that's you, pretty you know, cool. You get that a little bit like, oh, when they're speaking Dwarven or oh, they're speaking Cinder and all that kind of stuff, the different Elvish languages. But yeah, so I was just say with uh, Ridley Scott. Um, Raised by Wolves looks really good, but I'd like to see him go back to having a low budget. Yeah. Like a really low budget kind of indie, in a little bit. Uh, experimental film. Because he usually has really good concepts. And it's I, his delivery that he usually uh, kind of lacks. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I personally, and I uh, one of the big criticisms I've seen, re- you know, is a Prometheus and uh, um, Covenant. Yeah. I, I still really enjoy those, which I'm, I'm a big fan of the Alien series anyways, which I'm sure feeds a lot into that, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, I can see where there's some issues, but uh, I still like him. But I'd like to see him go back because, like, one of the things that made Alien great was that it was, you know, you don't really see the monster that well because it didn't right. look the best in light, and you know, uh, having to do stuff in a tight, cramped uh, space. I think it'd be cool to see him go back to doing some, some things like that. That would be. Uh, I would like to see that uh, so very much. Usually has really cool. I honestly ideas. think most directors it would do them well to go back to low budget. Yeah, and just see. You know, uh, sharpen your chops. Put them back on, in the cave a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because when you get these large budgets and CGI that can do anything, I think a lot of uh, directors nowadays get lost in like, oh, I can build this world, and they kind of forget. Uh, plot and character creation <laughs> or uh, Nolan. conversation and Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. I, I I enjoy Nolan's movies too. I do too, but he has I which mean, I haven't seen all. Of them. I haven't seen Interstellar. He probably has stayed fairly true. Like he's always been a big idea guy. Yeah, uh, and he's and like, able to execute I it without Memento uh, and yeah. the Batman uh, Dark Knight trilogy. And it's then, probably the, his the tamest shit right there. And is. I like I liked Inception a lot. Yeah, um, I enjoyed Inception quite a bit. I haven't watched Interstellar because I have an issue with Matthew McConaughey. I, I just, I don't know, I've never enjoyed him as an actor. I, have n- I um, haven't watched uh, Interstellar because I have almost no interest in it at yeah. all. Um, but yeah, didn't he, and did he, he did 1917, wasn't that what it no. was called? Or no. no. That was um, Sam Mendes. Sam, I'm not sure. Sam Mendes did, the, uh, did Skyfall and did the... Other James Bond Did movies. Did Nolan just do a, a war film? What was? Uh, oh, was Dunkirk. It? Dunkirk. That's the one I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. Um, for, holy shit! I forgot that movie even came out. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen that either. Um, but yeah, so I think it'd be cool to see Ridley Scott go back to doing some of that that kind of stuff. Um, another one I want to see was uh, um, I wrote down uh, Cronenberg do a child's cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it would like some real and maybe not maybe just Adult Swim give him some money to make an animated make an animated body horror yeah which would be amazing uh, <laughs> but I just want to see Cronenberg do an animation hey, honestly no take even away a take away animation would yeah. be pretty killer <laughs> take take away any uh, practical effect uh, limiter 
on this guy and see what he yeah, makes. You can draw anything? You can make anything happen. Oh. <laughs> He'd be so excited. Get some video drone fly nonsense oh, going on. That would be pretty sad. Did he do video drone? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, I forgot about that movie. Uh, it's got what's-his-face in it. Um, we just talked about him the other day. He plays Hades. James Woods. James Woods. Yeah. yeah. When he was younger. Um, but yeah, that would be interesting. That would be. I'm like imagining it now. It's, <laughs> it's just like the most muffed up version of Rick it's, and Morty. It's like that Cronenberg World uh, episode of Rick and Morty, but uh, like, you know, amped like up. Have him uh, mixed with like the super jail, like uh, trippy sequences yeah. and stuff. Uh, it'd be good stuff. But uh, yeah. Oh, so that was something I thought of, and then uh, I want to see uh, Matt and Trey do a horror film. Ooh, that would be good. I think they would do good at that. Yeah, because I mean, well, one, they do pretty much everything is gold that they touch, but also uh, we've seen kind of a, a consistent theme here race recently with a lot of comedic actors or comedic writers jumping over into the horror Daniel franchise. Bride, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele. Um, Chris Rock's doing the new Saw movie. Yeah, which looks looks good. Pretty interesting. Uh, and I think, you know, I, which that doesn't uh, throw me off very much because, I mean, you guys think most comedic, right? One, if, if you're a comedy specialist, you also, one, are knowing people pretty well. Yeah. Generally, you're very good at observation of people. And generally, the funniest comedians are a little dark or have... Ten, it tends to be kind of a running gag that they're a little depressed and have a lot of self neuroses. So them, them, them in horror movies makes, yeah, I mean, throwing in some psychological horror or whatever in those kind of fields, and then Matt and Trey are just yeah, they're usually pretty solid with uh, reviews. So I'd be interesting to see them do like a serious horror film. Would um, like would I mean, I'd take a, a comedy horror because I love those too. I think a straight horror would be a straight horror better. would be interesting. What about um? I was thinking about this. Uh, Fide Alvarez, guy who did if uh, memory serves, he was the one who did the Evil Dead, the remake. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also did uh, Don't Breathe. Mm, yeah, that was also really good. Well, I would. What would you want to see him do? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. You got to think of it yeah. right now. See, I had notes, so I have yeah. to do this. Uh, yeah, you ran through them too quick. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna. I've got more. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, you know, um, uh, I'd like to see a heist film with him. I think because mm. Don't Breathe kind of touches on it. Yeah, and I think and if he's you, good with people and situ in uh, weird situations. Yeah. Uh, that makes me uh, remember. I want to see that movie, and I keep putting it off. Um, it's a film with uh, Henry Rollins in it. It's where a bank heist, uh, a bunch of guys come in to rob a bank, and he's there, and he's also a serial killer that they've tried to take hostage. So he's a serial killer in the bank where these guys go in to break in, and he starts killing them all. I uh, Yeah, I've heard of that. It, uh, I don't know how well it did. Or I can't any, remember you know, what it's called either. But uh, but it looked interesting. Uh, I was want to see that. I, the last movie I watched with him was uh, He Never Died, which was really good. He plays yeah. Pain. yeah, yeah. That's what you told me about. You told me that movie was uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was making sure that was the right, uh, right director. Um, but yeah, I I think that'd be cool to see him do like a heist film or something like that. Yeah, since since I s seen within Don't Breathe, he can kind of do that, and you know, 
obviously that has a big twist with that effect. Um, so putting it in that context, but maybe not um, going into a straight horror film. But yeah, it's all he seems to do is even it looks like his next or one of his upcoming movies is an untitled ninth Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's producing <laughs> it. Nice. Like maybe you go ahead and leave that alone. Yeah, probably. You know, throw out some good ideas uh, otherwhere. Here's a, here's a fun one for you. Uh, Wes Anderson doing a black and white silent film. Because all of his films focus so much on color palette. To yeah. Throw him in a black and white. And to a lot of talk. Like yeah. a lot of dialogue. So. <laughs> <laughs> see, test this motherfucker. So basically all the other ones, I'm like, I want to see what to do. Wes Anderson, I'm like, You want to cripple him and then... Gauntlet. Let's do this, man. Here was... Uh, that and people, that people hold him up to a, such high esteem. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> hey, is he really that good? Or does he have one trick I, in the... I honestly don't know that I've seen any of his movies. Which is, I know, is, is, a, rough, is a rough argument. Because I know a lot of people find like absolutely love him. I don't think I've ever watched one of his movies. And a lot of critics love him. And I just... I, none of it has... The, some really, of it has appealed to me, but it's never... I enough. almost... Uh, well, maybe I'm thinking of the room. No, I'm thinking there. I was. Uh, what's? It's a different, uh, different group that does this, but it, they also fit into that categories, like the people that did uh, Buster Scrubs. On oh, the Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers. Yeah, I've seen Coen Brothers films. Um, but they kind of fit into that similar vibe as Wes Anderson to me a little bit. Coen uh, Brothers doing a superhero movie. <laughs> Mind blown. I'll go back and watch. Uh, it's weird that you pull Buster Scruggs out instead of yeah, instead uh, of you know, Big Lebowski. Yeah, or, yeah, any of the other um, huge movies. Yeah, they did. I don't know. That was just the most recent thing popped in my head. Um, I want to go back because we were talking about the Odyssey. Um, fuck, it's got George Clooney in it. Uh, Hell Caesar. No. Uh, it's Cohen Cohen Brothers. Um, Hell Caesar. It's it's a replay. It's a replay of the Odyssey. Oh brother, where are oh brother, out there. Thank you. I knew where you were after I said ah. after I said Hail Caesar the first time. Ah. It's still not Hail Caesar. I just wanted to keep saying it. Yeah, Hail Caesar. <laughs> I re- Hail Caesar. Ave Caesar. Is it Hail Caesar? Um, and then uh, uh, I'm gonna see Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Do fucking anything. I, I, yeah, anything's fine, but he kind of. All of his stuff is generally dark and has some sort of horror aspect to it, or monster, which he he loves. What? Yeah, um, but I like continue where Shape of Water left off and do a romantic comedy, just with a with a monster. But yeah, with Abe Sapien and uh, yeah. the lady. <laughs> which that was a great movie. I've um, never watched it's, it. It's really beautiful. I mean, I well, one I love Guillermo del Toro, and then it won. Uh, Best, best picture and best, best director. Picture, yeah, and I was like, all right, I'll Did it win best picture? Uh, it won best picture, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, re- it was really good. It's really uh, top notch. One of the things he was arguing was, like, it was essentially, you know, a Beauty and the Beast type. Uh, or, no, he was talking about uh, the. Um, uh, he was talking about a couple of the monster movies where, like, they'd find out the monster was, you know, good, and yet. You know, they would either turn like Beauty and the Beast. They turn him back human at the right. end, and he's like, you know, in part of it, you know, you find that there's beauty inside, and so kind of ruins. Like, I, 
like, I just wanted him to stay at the beast and her fall in love with him, you know? <laughs> like, not that, oh, now he's beautiful, now he's accepted, kind of a thing. So, like, his idea there was, like, that she stays with the monster. Um, which, yeah, it is, it's a really pretty film. I wouldn't mind uh, watching that. I, I do want to watch that one. It's got old uh, Emperor Zod. <laughs> Emperor Zod? Not Emperor. General? General. He's Emperor, damn it. Come on. We used to cover like exclusively comic book movies. You need to know this. No. <laughs> Emperor uh, General. Sovereign Zod. I don't Sovereign know. Zod. Just, just throw Commander. Him out there. Commander. What uh, was his ranking on his coat? It was S. Zack Snyder. Yeah. What would you got? What, what, you keep throwing it on me. What you got? Because your thoughts are more interesting than mine. <laughs> uh, honestly, let me think. Uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah, Zach I was gonna say zombie movie because he's done, done I, them and he's gonna do another one. I would absolutely love to just keep watching him make zombie movies because yeah. he's gonna make another one. I know Army yeah. of the Dead or yeah, yeah Army of the Dead. Yeah. Um, um, a western. Western would be interesting for him too. Yeah, because his his. His thing has never been, and people can argue this if they want to, but they're wrong. His thing has always been pretty shots over actual substance, generally. Yeah, um, someone someone specifically described him as like one of the best visual storytellers. Yes, like so he can really pace a scene out in uh, edits to really tell what is going on within the scene. Yeah, he's brilliant at that. Um, to, to display the, the conversation, you know where everything's tracking, what's going on, purely through the visuals. But yeah, uh, character development tends to be a little one-dimensional. So like his Western would look beautiful. Yeah, it would look good. And be interesting for sure. Yeah. But it would probably fall flat with... Cause it, it, Just steal a Cordes Howe film that they haven't done yet. <laughs> Make it a western. It's a it's an age old tradition. Yeah, it, it works well. But no, it's that's uh, I, I honestly most directors I would like to see do a western because yeah. I, I always have like a soft spot for a western. Well, and then like, uh, you know, and Logan touched on it, and it really fit well with the modern setup. And they talk about how this kind of goes around in circles uh, with what our preference is. And same way with like a uh, God of War, uh, how Kratos is old and grizzled and worn from all of his shit he's been through, and then he's got a, this young kid with him, and he's got to try to um, teach him not to make the same mistakes he's made. And then same with Logan, and then Laura, he's grizzly, he's been there, he's done all this, but he's got to do one last, you know, yeah. fight to kind of save the new, and and that's kind of been a uh, interesting or a, a focal point where a lot of people really love that kind of story within this time frame, this generation or whatever. Um, so it might be kind of the age for that story a little bit. So yeah, to, to tell those like one last ride. Those, those are always really good. Yeah. I always love it. You know, the grizzled old, like uh, the vet, yeah, it's basically the... Wolverine's whole thing generally is yeah. like, I've been through all these wars. I've been through, I've seen all this shit. I just want to drink my beer. Fuck off kid. Do you know uh, we work blue? Um, <laughs> yeah. if, uh, I was again just thinking about Christopher Nolan, what he should do is a murder mystery. Yeah. In the same vein as like Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out is a little more. It's a good movie. Yeah, really, I like. I really. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking Knives Out. Um, yeah, yeah. Something I, like that, where characters matter. But the story is kind of cheap among it, like and how you get to the ending. 
yeah, characters are definitely important to those. I'm not saying that. But it would give him a chance to, he could exercise a little bit his character development. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't be detrimental, I don't think. M. Night Shyamalan do a noir. <laughs> yeah. Story. There it is. Yeah. That's what Sorry. we want to see. The brain was churning. Yeah. I think. Uh, That'd be interesting. I, I personally like a lot of M. Night Shyamalan. I know. Oh, are, I know. A lot of people. A lot of people gross. don't. And I, I understand, like, where the argument falls through with some of his uh, surprises. It's like, you know that they're bad. Yeah. We were all, we rewatched uh, Devil. Uh, Devil and, Solid. And so is. Uh, but he didn't direct it. It was part of his. his it was. I, it I was think meant he helped to, write the script. Though, I think he, he helped write it. I think he pro he produced it for sure. That and it was and meant the, to be a part of a trilogy. Yeah, that the visit. Now these are all he was gonna do like a set of three of these yeah. like ones that he produced and helped write. The I visit think. he directed. Yeah, but that was I think part of this trilogy or whatever he was gonna. So do, which it was split the, was supposed to be. Yeah, because one of the one of the character, so what he had initially said was that kind of fell, uh, Mr. Eric Glass kind of fell through a little bit for it, me it there. Did, yeah, I and I, someone was arguing like because they set it up and then they put like for the big tower fight of these two. Um, that didn't bug heroes, me. And then he went the other way, and they were like, you know, he's subverting it a little bit. But someone was saying like it was intended to be, and then budget issues forced them to do the other. But wow. anyways, the death of. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis's character was just yeah fell. He died in a puddle. Yeah, he died in a puddle. Uh, when he's supposed, to, you know. Now, it, it, fair is fair. That movie is fun. Yeah. All the way until the end, and yeah. the end, and the ending itself is fun. And it's an uh, interesting uh, take. Like I, I, I like sometimes when my, you know, setup is or the idea that oh he's gonna triumph because he's the good guy. You know, gets verted where he fucking dies in a puddle with no honor whatsoever. Yeah. Which. Is, but this didn't feel good. like that. It didn't feel it, earned or yeah, it didn't feel like it. It had as much. Um, the horde's death was, yeah, a little more. Uh, that actually, the, the, yeah. that hit. I was, I was like, oh shit, this yeah. is actually sad. But I mean, like, uh, uh, glass uh, split and um, what's the original? Unbreakable. Uh, Unbreakable. But that's what Art, it was Art's supposed good. to be. Unbreakable was going to have a sequel, and the villain that was supposed to be used, he was going to just do one of those produced the yeah. ones where he produced is going to be part of that trilogy which is what split ended up being yeah. and so split was always that the horde was always intended to be the villain of the mm -hmm. sequel uh it just kind of came about in a roundabout way yeah. but yeah i mean i still think they're they're enjoyable movies yeah and uh and that's the thing is he usually like lady in the water i still really enjoy um i don't go back and watch i like, have a real problem whenever a writer yeah, writes a movie where the writer no, is the one I, who I saves the that. world. But there's also there's there's a uh, several like I mean you go to any of Stephen King's stories he's a, there's a writer character in yeah. it who's been hit by a car. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean I'm not saying it's, it's good, you know, but like yeah, no, I know, but there's also that idea of you know write what you know and like and some, he cast himself in the role too. Yeah, which that's that's a little more of an issue, but like even like Sandman, uh, which is a great novel by Neil Gaiman you know the main character is the god of dreams both sleep and actual like ins uh, aspirations yeah you know your dreams and the, that kind of thing and it's basically a love letter to storytelling is the entire you know series um, in a lot of ways 
it's it's he's not the first to do it. I, I don't know. He, I'm not saying he necessarily did it. Yeah, and he didn't do it necessarily with as much nuance or you know. Yeah, that's you know, skill. Put, that's putting it lightly. Yeah. So I mean, I get that, but I like like uh one uh Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti. I knew I knew who you're. You, 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 you can never love, remember his name. I, I love him and just about everything. And then um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard Howard's in it. Howard Howard <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard uh, is and she's she's fun and yeah, just the characters in it are silly. Like, yeah, the characters. There's one guy are, that like only working out one arm so he can be as like buff on one side as opposed to the other. Like it's a thing he's. It's just a goal he has. Yeah, it's, it's weird, weird quirky characters. Yeah, but a lot like, of characters in this apartment complex. Yeah, it that's what's interesting. But and the story itself is never it's interesting. It's a fantasy to me. story where they have the mermaid in the apartment complex pool because she knows she's supposed to inspire someone. And then there's like these fantasy grass dog creatures trying to stop her from. Yeah, that. I don't know. It's it's an interesting take. I haven't seen another version of this kind of movie necessarily. No. So yeah, his his delivery is not always great but the concepts you know are unique he's definitely got yeah he definitely has like unique concepts really well put together ideas it's just the execution usually falls flat yeah even like the village even though the you know speaking in the old old english it falls through and it's really set up there for the twist at the end um you know the the world building of that area and like the way the creatures looked and the suspense of having a blind girl trying to find her way out to save and like her performance and Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Phoenix in there and the, all their performances are really good. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, you know the my, setup for the, the twist. Whole, everybody kind of got my, burnt out on that. Yeah, my whole point problem with him is that. It became a point where the twists were just twists for the sake of yeah. twists, and there but was no like, point in the it. The visit had a had a twist that panned out for him, where it worked out, and it was good. Although watching that movie, like I asked Michelle when we were watching, I said, "How hard do you think it was for him not to put the monster out in the yard? <laughs> yeah. Like he had to be like just yeah. champing at the bit to but, get to I it." Mean, you know, anyone well too like his first main movie that I can think of was Sixth Sense, which gave him huge fame yeah that was massive so clout i think uh <laughs> and then he had like uh a couple good one like big big hits right Unbreakable after that. was um a pretty big hit and then after that was signs i think signs which was and also signs is really good um it's too. a bit the, the the twist is yeah. a bit off rough on yeah and and you have to really reach to find like the connection but you know the setup with uh mel gibson's character and him losing his wife and kind of being a uh down and out preacher and yeah and that's then a sort of uh uh god-esque deus ex machina kind of uh leading them back to uh some win it, it's it's got some, i will say this though like a little boy having the asthma attack and stuff like those scenes are really i and I, as I, say, I will say this uh, and I've said this ever every time I watch this movie, is that I understand why people don't like Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. But if you don't admit that that dude is a great actor, I, I, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I he is a racist asshole. Yeah, but he is a great actor. Yeah, one of like, and it's it's one of those where you have to increasingly at this point in time. Uh, have to increasingly uh, figure out whether or not you could want to distance yourself from uh, a person's work based on who they are in the real world or not. Yeah. Uh, like musician. Uh, oh, do I? Well, I love his music. I love what the, they stand for or what they do in their music. 
but do I want to um <laughs> the cat has jumped the table again she yeah they're he coming is, for the screeches he is uh um, joining us for the <laughs> night but uh you know where you have to decide whether or not you take a uh actor specifically like your career like even someone like um oh I can't think of his name I'm bad at names tonight Ben Seven he's the villain oh Kevin Spacey Kev, Kevin Spacey great actor great actor I love a lot of his films understand why they took him out of the understand uh, why they take him out all the money in the world I understand why some people will not watch his movies from totally now totally get it um, it like, is something creepy about him watching watching uh, uh, was it a Baby Driver. Yeah, I, I went back and watched Baby it's Driver. It's a bit rough to watch it now and him calling this young boy baby the entire time. It's like, hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's just... Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of been an increasing issue where you really got to, uh, you know... Uh, one thing I, I think I, we might have touched on it last time was talking about Lovecraft Country and how, you know, H.P. Lovecraft... I like a lot of his works. I like reading his stories, but he was kind of known to be a racist. Yeah. Um, which, and I don't know really specifically where that stems. Like if it was a lot of like letters from his actual day to day life or <laughs> if it's from uh, specifically his works. Cause what I've read in the works, he does, he does throw some, Pretty. Uh, well, he throws a little bit of lines that are a little rough. Uh, and, but they're not overly, uh, rough for the time period. I don't feel like they're bad, but they're not as bad as I would think that would like really throw people off at the time. But I don't know. I haven't read all of his work, so there might be stuff where he's very blatant. So I was just, I don't know. I know, you know, everyone kind of considers racist, but I don't know whether or not it's from the work or from like. Personal, personal life, life per se like the work has a little bit way i understand it it's personal life, life is yeah because i know he wrote a lot of letters back and forth to people and stuff like that but um but having like lovecraft country being written by uh two african-american people and it being somewhat about the plight of being black in america in the, the 60s and yeah, 60s uh being a really that's a really cool way to still for the people that appreciate that, but still yeah, to um, adapt his work as well as make um, sure you don't notice the, the, or bring in his, uh, an African-American viewpoint into his work, Mm -hmm. um, which is a really cool touch. And I'm really like excited to watch that because I think that's a cool, like I said, I started watching it and the first, I only got through the first episode. Not bad. Um, Crazy, interesting. I heard the chase initially was really uh, high, high intensity. It is. It's really, really situation. intense, and it's uh, yeah. Let's break yeah, up this serious situation with some eldritch monsters. Yeah, and that's kind of a thing. That's exactly, and it's yeah. it's a coach. You're like oh, eldritch monsters are not the monsters. And then by the end of the first episode, though, like you get to the very end of it, and it's like it feels like it's gonna go in a completely different direction. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked to get to the next episode. But so far, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so where where you got to really kind of and and Mel Gibson's one of those where I love the Lethal Weapon uh, four movies. That was like the thing I rewatched all the time when I was younger, and then I liked um, Patriot even. Yeah, Patriot's I liked really Signs. good. Signs. Um, I, I know there's like three or four others that I've I'm sure uh, were 
but uh, specifically the Lethal Weapon was really uh, a cornerstone of my. You <laughs> see, I, um, watching what what is it? signs? Uh, yeah, the Lethal Weapon movies. I, I've watched those before. I was never. I didn't really grow up on yeah. on Mel Gibson per se. Yeah. Well, it was just like, uh, like I said, you know, we didn't have a lot of the what like, women want. That's what yeah, I what women want is which is one. actually not bad. It's, like it's, it's a bit misogynistic and yeah, it's, it's kind of gross to watch now. But like it as a kid, I enjoyed is, it. Is you know throwing that in his face to a certain extent because he's realizing how much of a pig he's been the whole time. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, it's an enjoyable you know <laughs> romp film to a certain extent. And then uh, you know, and he uses it to try to get in better touch with his daughter and yeah you know, stuff like that throughout it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to really like those those movies, and it's it's hard. And then even like Apocalypto or Passion of the Christ, which he directed, I don't think he's really going to get to direct in the same way no. he was by no means. Right, and those which films I totally are get. Good and inter- you know, that's the thing though is I think that when it comes to like him, they know that he is no longer. Like, he's not got the star power that he. He's he got no star. Well, he doesn't have star power now, anyways, just because of the time he's been out of. Yeah. Out of uh, the, public the, the limelight, so it's uh, a matter of they won't make money off of him, and also they don't want to have their brand associated yeah, with yeah. him, which is. I understand that. Yeah, completely. Um, I I hundred percent. But going back on board and, with and that. watching some of that stuff, like. You know, if I already own it. I'm not putting money in his pocket. You know? Right? Yeah. It's like <laughs> I also go back and watch, like watching Signs or watching yeah. Lethal Weapon. Um, I I don't mind going back and watching his work. He he doesn't yeah. like he's icky and kind of in in, in a, a not a good person from all accounts. Yeah. Um, but like his work is good. Like at yeah. yeah. some point, okay. So this it's is the same way with like uh, for me for um, um, Tom Cruise. I think he's an awesome actor, and I love most. Yeah, of his I movies. don't. I don't dig his personal life. I don't like but the yeah. person that he is. But most of his movies, like I am hard pressed to find a movie where I hate it. Be- and it's yeah. And it, I, even if the movie itself isn't good, he's usually good in yeah, it. I enjoy make it, all makes the, it worth the watching. Initial Mission Impossible movies. Uh, I like uh, Last Samurai. I like um, Live Die Repeat. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. I thought was really good. I thought that was a solid movie. Uh, that was you know. Uh, there's a, a lot of movies that he's been in that, I, yeah, I enjoy him as a he's as an a, actor. He's a good actor. Um, and maybe not even I wouldn't say he's a, a great actor. Like he's not an actor who can get lost in a role. He's he's an it's actor. It's hard to who, not to see him as Tom Cruise, but yeah, I think that's he, just because he is. He's such a personality figure, himself. Like a Vanilla Sky, he did. And, uh, I could um, never get into that. Uh, one. Uh, was it um, Jerry Maguire? I uh, do love Jerry Maguire. Uh, Top Gun and. Top Gun, less so. Days of yeah. Thunder, I loved. Cocktail, I loved. Um, Outsiders, which he I, had a smaller role in. I obviously. was mostly there for uh, Mission Impossible and uh, Edge uh, of Tomorrow and uh, Last Samurai were uh, I've Last never, Samurai specifically. I was like, never, more I've, recently, but I've never watched Last Samurai. It's it's solid. I mean, there's uh, so part of me now that going back and watching it, it's a little hard because I know of the whole like white savior uh, motif of like, oh, a white guy is going to show you how to yeah. be a samurai type of thing. Um, but there were, uh, you know, like Dutch and American uh, citizens coming over there at that time. And also uh, there's a couple scenes in it where he's fighting and like they talked about 
a couple like actual like kendo instructors and stuff were like talking about there were Japanese guys were talking about like you can tell he's put in the work to get the and the, that's the motions down. I don't accurately. think that gets enough credit yeah. from him or about him. I think it's one of the main selling points in the Mission Impossible movies for sure. Yeah, how much work he puts in, but every role he does, he puts a lot of work into yeah. it. And they were talking about just like he he really matches the uh, the motions and stuff, and does a really good job of you know they were saying uh, specifically like the amount of skill that he was showing in that scene usually takes around three years or so to get to that level, and you know he did it you know probably six months or yeah. so to to film those scenes. So. Um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, he's obviously putting a little bit of effort to give quality to you know the culture and the, he's doing the style. His, you know, he's doing his job and he's doing it well. Yeah. So I mean, but uh, back to like sort of like the Mel Gibson thing and the Tom Cruise yeah, thing, but like it's 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 I I, I related a lot to like Chris Benoit. Yeah, yeah. Like what he did was monstrous. The fact that they all but ignore his existence. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with, but you can still go back and watch his matches because they were great matches. But you understand why they ignore him and don't bring any yeah yeah spotlight I mean, to him anymore. And this thing always sucked with like that specifically because we, he was always like very respectful in the ring kind of a situation. Yeah. That was one of his kind of things. Was like oh you get up and shake your hand after a good match. Yeah, which uh, and then he bummed me a, out. Yeah. A monster and which they they credit a lot to the head right. trauma and that's the thing too that's always like as you get older and stuff too you always see a, a little more nuance on some of this stuff i mean it's not something you can necessarily be like oh uh you know uh oh he's all forgiven it's fine that he did that or you know whoever yeah, did something but you could see like all right i've seen enough people and enough of like why people do what they do to realize oh this guy probably had a dad or a mother who projected this concept to them and then enforced it and then they saw other things that enforced it to them and so they think this is the way doesn't things make are. it right but it doesn't makes, make it right but you but can you, see you, you can uh not necessarily empathize but sympathize more with why people are the way they are whether you you don't have to agree with it by no means but uh it's in that's the thing is it's always there's always the possibility for someone to learn otherwise um and and get that uh information to them you know, oh, and that reality check where they fuck up, to a certain extent, you can kind of go, okay, they fucked up, they apologize, and you can gauge that sincerity by their further actions, you know. Um, but, yeah, there's always a little bit more of a uh, understanding of gray as you get older than just like, oh, completely disregard that person, depending on the action. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, pedophilia, get the fuck out of here, burn. <laughs> you know, so, so levels. getting getting back to the Someone, topic, yeah. We, so M Night Shyamalan with Signs, uh, yeah, I like a lot of his films. Um, so I, I'm always interested to see what he's doing and whether or not that flops or not. You know, I'll watch it at least. I, I'm interested enough that his ideas are usually unique. Where I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there to check it out at least. Right. Well, it's, I was gonna say is that considering that we were just talking about Mel Gibson for however long. Yeah. Uh, if you were to bring him back into the limelight, what would what would you like to see him, his picture back be? Um, 
you know, like, and yeah, I just call the movies a picture, like picture, like an old man. I have a hard time not using film constantly, and then I feel like a snob. I see. I I, I actually, watch films, not movies. Let me, let me tell you. Right. Let me tell you what I do, and this is pretentious as all hell. So, I separate. I differentiate between movie I, and film. I, I do a little bit too, and I yeah. know it's pretentious, and mm-hmm. I but I do it anyways, and I can't help it. And I know, like, whenever I say like, I watched. Fast and Furious, that's a movie. That's a movie. If you go and watch, like, Birdman, that's a film. That's a film. That's, yeah, you exactly. know, you watch I Citizen Kane, that's I, a film. I completely agree, and I do it, too. Uh, we may be a little pretentious. I don't know if you I know th- this. I think a little a touch. There's a touch of snobbery. It's a all touch right. of snobbery. No. <laughs> we work late. It's fine. <laughs> um, existentialism and fart jokes. That's right. It's the way to work. Uh you know, because he's played an action hero in a lot of films. He's done some some dramas and some comedies and stuff like that. But I think if you were to put him in a film now, you would almost have to do like a uh, Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting kind of situation. Yeah, where like he's the... an old, uh, older, uh, wizened kind of mentor figure, or gives Wizened. Some life, yeah, <laughs> gives some life life lessons of how he's fucked up. Kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, Don't compare him to Robin Williams. Not, that's, not, ah, I wasn't comparing I him to Robin Williams. <laughs> comparing him to the role I might give him. Just take Five. a breath before you yeah. say their names together. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't use those in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, but no, just something like no, uh, you're right, that Ed. kind of uh, down on his luck, uh, but maybe, you know, have some pearls of wisdom kind of He's, a character honestly and it's weird i've had this feeling like for the past like year or so a couple of years and it started whenever they were talking about uh mel gibson was intended to be the director of suicide squad 2 uh which i thought was interesting i was yeah. like that would be a crazy intense movie yeah but probably. i was i thought i was like someone's getting mel tortured. gibson feels awesome. like the guy who's he's on the road like he feels like he's on the road to some sort of a comeback. Well, and he he recently and he was I in Daddy's re- Home too, if I remember correctly, was his I, last I thing. Say recent, but I think it's been about a year or so. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Recently, oh yeah, and I was like, you know, I, I watched a good portion of it because I was like, you know, is he working now again, or is it just like him kind of going over some like you write a biography or something? Yeah. Um, and he talked a little bit about like his substance issues and stuff like that. And he was kind of talking about, I think one of the main focuses was they were talking about stem cell research because he had his uh, father uh, taken to get stem cell treatment and it, it like completely healed his dad. That's surprising. And so he was talking about how like, you know, he's been kind of pushing, I think a little bit for the stem cell research because it, he had to fly his dad to like another country basically to get it done. But he had that kind of money. So yeah, he did he it, can do it. that. Yeah. But the yeah. fact that he would push for it to happen more in here in America yeah. is pretty cool that he would. Yeah, if that's something he's kind of trying to champion. And it's, something. Yeah, something that he's that, passionate that's about. That's kind of what I, I, I got from I don't think I watched the full thing. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that would be. Uh, but, yeah, I could see. You know, he's got the big beard and stuff now, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he does have a pretty luxurious yeah, beard. Like it's, it's got the nice gray stripes in the yeah, side. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's top notch. It's um, the beard that I hope I have one day. Although he was wearing kind of the gold chain thing and i was like ah, oh that's that's a rough cool point for the beard yeah less cool point less for the gold chain. gold chain in the hairy chest it's just it's, i i understand your age group but no yeah he's anymore. like he's like the 60 year old single dad now it's um and you, i guess we could also filter this into actors or things like that that you'd like that to see in a true. genre that they're not 
That is usually true. Yeah, familiar. we don't necessarily have to be directors, and it's Mel Gibson being that both director and actor. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I can is point it, out the segue. Is a good middle middle point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him coming back is something like that, like a Robin Williams type in Goodwill Hunting, like a the mentor character. Mm-hmm. I think would be really good and it'd be good. It's sort of like because um, Ben Affleck was went away because of his uh, substance abuse issues, mm-hmm. um, and then his first movie back was a movie called The Way Back, um, and it was about a guy who was an alcoholic and had to or, find his way back. And it was solely try to keep him maybe, or solely try to keep him in the director's chair. Like I'm not in front of the camera anymore but i still want to give you these good stories or something yeah and then if something like that were to hit well i mean i think it's something that made ben affleck kind of popular again was him doing um it has his brother in it it's uh oh um it was real uh gone girl no not that doesn't have ben affleck's brother in it yes it does no gone girl not gone Gone baby gone gone baby gone that's something I was like, no, Ben Affleck's in Gone Girl. Uh, oh yeah, um, which I've been wanting to rewatch again too. I really like that movie. Um, that is a good movie. Yeah. yeah, it's intense. I like it. Although I don't, I as soon as it happened, I was God like, goddamn Trent Reznor soundtrack always gets me. Wait, Gone Girl or Gone Baby Gone? Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Oh, I haven't okay. watched Gone Baby Gone, but you haven't watched that? No, but I knew it won a bunch of uh, awards and stuff. It's for really it. good. And, and I mean, he's got you know, as in with the Robin Williams. Like, he helped uh, write that script. Yeah. So, um, you know, he has that talent. So, I mean, him sh- showcasing his talent in a high form again gave him some credentials, I think, to come back as an actor and come yeah. back and do work and people taking him serious again after, you know, Geely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if, uh, you know, uh, Mel Gibson were to do one of his, like, big epics in another language or something like that that really caught the critics and people's eye again it it might but apocalypto uh, apocalypto did not do well it was not received well it wasn't received uh, and not yeah because i mean not because it's not good uh i don't think i think it's just most of most stuff i remember reading about it was that people didn't like it i think the issue was they initially uh you get the draw of jesus you can do a another language uh time period um and he thought he could do that with, uh, you know. I can hear the comments like, Jesus is not a marketing tool. <laughs> he was. I'm sorry. He really was. And that still movie. is. Get your Jesus bobble pins. Um, uh, anyways. But, yeah, I mean, if you you take that, there's going to be a lot of people that want to come see that scene of Jesus' life. You've got a built-in audience of every, you know, Christian uh, right. religious group. Um, but you go to do that in a Mayan, I believe, or uh, Incan society of these uh, Native Americans doing a um, uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm drawing blanks. Then keep wanting to say cannibalism, but it's not. It's a uh, they're killing someone sacrifice. for a sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice. Ritual sacrifice. Yeah. Yes, uh, ritual human sacrifice scene. Um, you're gonna get you got less of an audience that wants to deal with subtitles and a foreign uh, yeah. language picture. So you're not gonna get the money draw that you would from having Jesus's life in Aramaic and Hebrew. Um, I'm gonna look up real quick and see what the actual Rotten Tomato score is. Oh, it's probably poor at this point. I don't know. I mean, I from what I cons- uh, what I've seen, a lot of people consider it well done. They just 
it didn't have the draw. As, 2006? Yeah, it's been a while. 14 years? Yeah. What did I watch the other day where I was like, oh my gosh, that's 10 years already? Uh, 66%. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, uh, I just, I mentioned something earlier. I was like, that's been 10 years already. Mm-hmm. People are looking up synergy. Anyways, um, but yeah, so I don't think, I think if he were to pull something together that was of good quality, but again, it's, it's probably past his prime for whatever voice he had to give in a modern day, you know, where like him directing, I don't yeah. think, you know, he's probably still I got a bit of a nineties sensibility in action film and, you know, things of that nature. He's definitely, I think the mentor roles would, would suit him best. Yeah. I, I think if he were, yeah. he needs to return as an actor. Cause I think you, I don't think his, yeah, I don't think, I think you have to somewhat initially with your film, if you, uh, you have to portray someone that is a tragic character to get the response of the people to take you as the actor that is a tragic character. Exactly. Um, otherwise, like you come back and be like, Hey guys. And the comedy role, they're like, Oh, fuck this guy. Get this, you know? this asshole over here. Um, if he's like, yeah, shit's been bad, man. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, yeah, that fits. You know what? I'd like to see uh Jim Carrey come back and do. We just watched number 23 the other day. I almost bought that. That was a good will the other day. I, I really like that movie. So wrapped in plastic and everything. I almost bought it. And it was like three bucks. And then yeah, I we it watched back. it with Raylan cause she hadn't seen it. That's good. It's a good yeah. movie. Well, it's, I don't know if it's good, but it's, I like it. Yeah. It's, it's, I make a mistake sometimes. It's saying, I keep saying like a movie's good. I'm like, yeah. is it good though? Or do I just enjoy it? Yeah. Cause there's, those, those well, are two completely different one, things. I, I like the, the, I think what threw a lot of people off. Well, one, they didn't want Jim Carrey in a drama role, which I had fully accepted yeah. that he was a drama actor. And I mean, actor. if you've watched uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, nope. he can do a drama role well. That's a great film. Um, <laughs> I heard. It's a, it's a good one. I'll give that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really, uh, a touchy story, but uh, and he does really well in it. But yeah, so I already could take him as a dramatic actor and stuff. But uh, I think the uh, flashback scenes because it's him when he's reading the story as Fingerling, uh, it it does a noir style detective imagery and style right. to it. And I think having him playing the saxophone in his leather jacket and his tattoos kind of situation is like threw a lot of people off. But I was fine with it, and I think the story's good and it's got a. I actually think cool. now he would be more suited to do a sequel to The Mask. I don't know that I want to see because, I, but I would want it to though. be far more uh, a closer adaptation to the original. Like put him in the asshole Stanley Ivkiss role, yeah, instead of the goofable, affable, like him actually using uh, like the comic book story, like yeah. using the cart, the cartoon physics to actually murder people in horrible yes. ways. It yeah. could be interesting. I was say that would be. I think that seems to me like because the big thing with the Jim Carrey why he doesn't do sequels is because he there's no challenge. Yeah. But if you present him with the challenge of you have to play Stanley Ipkiss again, but a much darker version yeah. of this character, I think that would intrigue him enough where he'd be like, yeah. you know what, I would do it. And I I, I, w- I think this would be a good time for him because he's not really done. What did he do? Sonic, Sonic, and then he was in a uh, he was a police. Uh, like detective in a, a TV series there for a little while, or some recent movie. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called. Oh, and he was I in that. It, I heard he was he got in decent that, reviews. It was he was also on a Showtime show where he played like a, a child's show host. Yeah, yeah, I heard. That I heard that was. I heard that was fantastic. Um, he doesn't need our help with the comeback. He no, he's handling it on his own. I, I think he's you know consistently 
done well, and then when he wanted to be out of, the, he was just out of it. He was out of it. It was always it was never, never seemed like his. It never seemed like it was anybody else's choice but his to leave. Like it was yeah. always, never like everybody was like like tired you watch like Man on the Moon. He did. I love Tr- Truman Show. Truman Show is really good. I, uh, Man on the Moon though, I just we, I can't. We recently watched Liar Liar with the kids because I've been I've been trying to like go back and watch a bunch of like movies from my childhood or liar, something liar. like that and watch so liar liar is still pretty solid uh we were talking about cable guy the other day because Raylan hadn't seen that that one, one is a um, that's what he he cites that as his uh one of his favorite movies he's ever done cable guy yeah yeah he's, he, he said he said i know this isn't the popular choice <laughs> we we watched the trailer which was just a clip of it and it was uh him sitting with uh simba what's his name um matthew broderick matthew broderick and wow i'm bad on names today hey hey yeah, generally, I guess. <laughs> um, but him sitting with Matthew Broderick and they're talking, he's like, "You know, my uh, brother's a speech therapist, right?" And he's like, "Foe." <laughs> 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 kind of looks away. <laughs> his, his like, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> the kids literally. Like, I've been wanting to re- go back and watch The Majestic too. Did you ever watch that? I never watched that. I heard. I heard it was okay, not great, yeah. but it, it was. It goes through the. Um, it was an Oscar bait movie. Yeah, kind of. It goes back to the, um, which too, it, dealing with old Hollywood, the uh, the trial, uh, McCarthy trials, where they were basically uh, outing out certain uh, actors or directors yeah. as part of the Communist Party. Yeah. And he's supposed to be, I believe, a writer in it. And then he like speeds off at one point, falls off a cliff, gets amnesia. And then this small time town thinks he's one of the uh, soldiers that left for war and has come back and he's got amnesia because he looks like one of the guy's kids and he finds an old rundown uh, theater called the majestic and he helps rebuild it and has this love for um, movies and stuff so he helps them re renovate the uh, theater and then he realizes like his name's on he like gets back memories because they play one of the movies he wrote Oh, that's not, that sounds a lot more interesting. I, did, I guess I never yeah. really knew what that movie was about, yeah, honestly. Yeah, but it's it's a good movie. I've been wanting to go back and rewatch it. Um, but yeah, uh, Horton Hears a Who. Kids really like that. Uh, what did you do? I wanted to crash the list. Oh, I see that on this list. It's Oh, it's selected filmography. Um, Fun and Di- with Dick and Jane. I was never a fan of that one. That. I think I went to the theater and saw that, actually. I bought that one outright. I think his lowest point is Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that. Dumb like, and Dumber, uh, too. Yeah, that could be in there, too. Uh, have you seen uh, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone? No. We were talking about watching that with Raylan, too, because she was like, you guys keep wanting to watch horror films. And I'm like, all right, well, let's throw a comedy in here. It's got a you pick Burt Wonderstone? Well, it was just one. It, me and Misty like it. It's one of those odd ones that nobody else really watches, but we found some love for it. But it's got Steve Carell playing a uh, basically Sigmund or uh, Siegfried and Roy esque. Yeah, he's an uh, aging uh, aging magician. It goes the Dewey Cox s- yeah. setup, but uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey plays a version of Chris Angel, uh, mind freak, and he's named. Uh, his show is called The Brain Rapist. Jesus, <laughs> and it's it's pretty wonderful. Like I'm gonna hold, I'm not gonna shit for 25 days. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, all this kind of shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the screwdriver. I'm gonna that up real quick and see where that's streaming at. It's, it's pretty well, and it's um, 
uh, you just said his name a minute ago, Mr. Pink. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is Steve Carell's Roy, essentially. Oh, really? So it's Steve Carell yeah, and Steve yeah. Buscemi are the team, and he's like, I don't need you, and they kind of break up. But the show kind of gets canned, and he's got to kind of refine why he loves magic in the first place. And the big new name is uh, Jim Carrey's character in Magic. And uh, <laughs> it's it's also a very silly, over-the-top role, which works well for Jim TNT. Carrey. It's on TNT. I can watch it on there. Yeah, you, you might have to check it out. It's it's good. I like Steve Carell, and I like Jim Carrey, so yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it follows that trope of you know Dewey Cox or Talladega Nights or, oh, I'm top of the guy yeah everybody and then oh i fell to the bottom and now i gotta find out why i love that thing in the first place kind of an idea or these kind of little biopic silly stories but it's it's funny (laughs) it's worth a watch (laughs) but it's something we've gone back and rewatched several times like "Eh, you don't watch you know what i give it a watch i think uh, i think my mother has told me to watch it too and i just never got around (laughs) to it uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, like I'm trying to think of people that do specific genre films. It's hard to find. A lot that of people anymore. will really jump to just about whatever. Yeah. Um. So I mean, really, you'd probably have to focus on like strictly comedic actor, or like have like Kevin Hart do something like a drama role or something. He did do that, but I, I don't. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. He did. I, the I just know him mostly from uh, comedy roles. Yeah. Um. I've never seen the upside, so I don't know if he was any good. But yeah, he, I imagine yeah. he would have been. Yeah, I'm sure he did fine. See, Tyler Perry became a billionaire this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, good for him. Like I hate this. I, I, I hate those Medea movies. Yeah, I do. I always. And this is. I'm not one of those people who hasn't seen one and hates it. I've seen them. <laughs> I don't like them. I think they're stupid. The tropes rough. But yeah, I love that. Uh, on uh, South Park, they have uh, Token. Yeah, he, Tyler Perry shows up and keeps dressing up as Medea and doing the voices. And Token's just so pissed off that he laughs at him constantly. So Medea's like, "Oh Lord!" And he's like, ha, 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 "God damn it!" He's <laughs> just pissed off that he enjoys <laughs> Tyler Perry. <laughs> I, yeah, it makes me laugh. That's what I, I've always had. I, I'll always have respect for that dude because he figured yeah. out a formula. And he, he's got his own. He's like, I, you know, he owns the theater he owns the you know whole setup so every one of those films is profit for him yeah you know so hey get on you buddy really yeah it's just like ah because you just i don't like those movies i hate those movies yeah they're not for me i guess he's making money somehow so yeah so people like it but yeah i just saw that the other day smart dude and then but he tried to move into drama he's in gone girl also he is he's also in um he was in it's like 10 10 lines to God, what uh, was it? He Kevin Bacon were playing here with movies and actors. He played Alex Cross, and uh, it was like a detective, uh, like a police movie. It was the role that Morgan Freeman used to play, and he got to play it after him. So I'm like, all right, yeah. Because like, were you the one that told me that Seven had a sequel that was, where Morgan Freeman was going to be a psychic? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we mentioned that on the last podcast. Okay, I, I was trying to remember if that was you or not because I was going to tell you about that because I'm like, this is, you hear this shit? Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, a, a dumb idea. We tried to get Raylan to watch the Seven. She's like, no, guys, can we lighten it up because we've been watching That is a pretty dark movie. To, and and like, Stop making that girl watch some dark <laughs> well, shit. I'm like, I've, I've tried to give her because we, we initially went through and I've been going going through like some 
classics. So we watched. She was interested in uh, Lord of the Rings, so we watched all the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And I was like, "You should watch uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. You probably like those." So we watched the first three Pirates of the Caribbean. She really liked those. Stop at that, though. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, and then uh, I was like, you know, one of the other big ones from my like youth was The Matrix. And I could tell her, I was just like, ah, I don't know. I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll hold off on that one. It's like, but I love it, but I'll hold off. It's fine. Existential crisis you don't need necessarily. Yes, yeah. I watched it when I was like 10, so it was great. And yeah, but you're perfectly normal now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not questioning my existence at all times. <laughs> uh, no, so I was like, all right. And then we've watched like some of the basic comedies and stuff like that that we'd watch with uh, all three of them but uh so we watched the devil because or devil with uh m night Shyamalan movie yeah we was trying to get her to watch seven or you know one of the other big name you know films i was like trying to go through a list of like stuff she's like well the devil sounds more interesting so I'm like, okay but i was trying to get stuff that was more like this you're going to see in memes and references and you know so you get the joke Here's some classic films you really need to see. And, uh, yeah, she's just been, like, all the stuff we really, really like. I was like, all right, let's watch Alien. And she's like, yeah, is that you the one with the chest bird? No. I'm like, ah, come on. Let her watch Step Brothers. Like, just. Well, I tried to, I was like, I tried to kind of push Talladega Nights a little bit. Because I'm like, you should watch Talladega Nights for Step Brothers. It came out first. But. It's not canon, but. No, no, but <laughs> it came out first. Uh. And she's like, yeah, but she just wasn't into anything the other night, so. Well, uh, she is a teenager. I know, I know. But I'm trying to, you know, one thing she likes and stuff is anime and, and movies, so try to find that middle ground. She's 13. She wants to go hide in her room. I'm like, come hang out with me, do something. Let's share something together. Let's just, let's before be you father and daughter. Before you hate me and want to move out. Yeah. Before? Yeah. What if she hates you now? She might. No. Who can hate you? She loves it, Dad. Comes up, gives me hugs. Best daddy ever. <laughs> Fucking Robin's just staring at him like, I love him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, so we've been jumping a, a bunch of stuff, but. Yeah. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> um, what were we talking? What was the goal here? Directors, uh, directors, you know. yeah. But yeah, actor-wise, I can't really think of a time because, like, I was. I, it is really hard. The to next thing I thought of was like Batista, because like, all right, he played, but he's played comedy roles and action roles. Yeah. And, so and like, honestly, no. the thing I wanted to see him do was um, kind of like Stuber. A, well, uh, yeah, sort of like, but that my spy movie, mm. where like it's a little girl helping him become become uh, you know more human. He will eat the shit out of your hand. He got my hand earlier because he was feeling playful, quote unquote. He don't fuck around. Or flu. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think directors why we covered covered quite a few. I can't really think of like an actors uh, or actors necessarily that haven't jumped. We, that might be things. have to. We might yeah, have to we come might back have to, to a separate separate yeah. one if we get get that idea. And we can pick up right where we leave off here tonight, which. I think it's actually. I think we we covered a lot, and I think I think we can call that an episode. Don't you think? Yeah, works yeah. for me. Yeah, let's call it an episode. So, do you got you don't have anything to plug, do you? Fuck no. No, this this podcast. This podcast. <laughs> hey, if you're not listening to this podcast, you should be listening to this podcast at the end of an hour of listening to this podcast. Yeah, hour and a half now. 
Because <laughs> I really won't have to edit that much out because you yeah. did such a killer segue that that was seamless and there was no cutting. There was no editing. cutting whatsoever. None at all. It will not take you any time. Just upload. Just it's upload good. almost immediately. Like immediately. Just a few little tweaks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys that's a little inside baseball uh <laughs> uh so yeah i have uh, an instagram and i have a twitter both motley underscore nerd i don't get on twitter like at all i even turned off my notifications the other day well stop plugging it sir i can't help it <laughs> i have things you can never reach me there you can get me on instagram i'll be on there so just get motley underscore nerd uh you can email us at official motley nerd at gmail.com uh, if you guys have any ideas for topics that you want to hear us cover, just <laughs> just uh, just hit me up on my social media or uh, or in the email. And you can also go watch my shenanigans on TikTok, which are blowing up. I'm becoming viral. I'm really am not. I'm fucking terrible at it. So you go on on his uh, Instagram, you find his friends list on Facebook, and then you find out who I might be yes. by the name Joe. So. And then contact me. I've given you a detective story. Come find me. Come find me. And tell me what you want to see me talk about. <laughs> or no, whatever. Or <laughs> Just he, he does do, have a do, Twitter, but... Do all that work and then get there and go, hey, he, fuck you. Even, even, even whenever we were like going full hot and heavy into... Uh, 3WTA, he got a Twitter posted, and like, posted fucking nothing. I thought ever. he got like three things at one point. But even then, like, I tried real hard to like tweet all the time, but I was getting so bored by it. I was like, this is stupid. I hate all of this. And I don't like interacting with people on there. Yeah, like, I, and then I, I tried to use like the uh, movie uh, talk uh, Facebook page there for a little while. Yeah. And like post a few things and just, I tried to read the comments and then it became me having to re-explain what I explained in the movie talk situation because people are dumb and didn't understand what I was saying. That's not nice. Uh, I know, but it's <laughs> the truth regardless. <laughs> and then I'd explain it to him several times. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I'm glad, we, I'm glad we covered this. I'm glad I spent an hour and a half venting because you didn't understand me the first time I said it or the second or the third time. So yeah, I just uh, just a plug, and then you guys can have your own feuds in the the comment section. But no, I, so yeah, I, he's a, he, yeah. But I mean, I don't use Twitter. I use my Instagram, and I don't even use that that I, much. I lurk on all the social media and look at everybody else's things. Maybe throw a thumbs up here and there, and yeah. then hide back away into my books and films. All right, back into the shadows with you. How far away were you when you were just now talking? You're pretty far away. It's going to be weird. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> that adds to the end. That's the end of the thing. <laughs> you no. know I'm going to do it. <laughs> but you no, know, there's a... Uh, yeah, I'll, I don't... Uh, you don't, don't do social media that much. very much. Uh, when the Facebook page up, I started to post a few things. On yeah, our, yeah. So, I, which that's down. on our, our I've our unpublished thing. that because uh, I don't have enough friends for me to actually say things under my own name for people to care. If I throw it under our, oh, I'm not title. sharing these on Facebook anymore because I got I got really irritated. Like there was only one dude who ever really shared my stuff. Yeah. His name was Buddy, uh, Kevin is his real name. He um, was our buddy. He was our buddy, our but he's buddy. a good dude. And he's always like. He's always supported me. Like my family supports me all the time, but they, mm. nobody would ever share 
the podcast and they don't even listen to the podcast, which is fair because it's not for them. They, they don't care one iota about anything we talk about. Jackson might. That's about the extent of it. We almost had him over here, by the way. He was so he would have been sitting in that chair just watching us talk awkwardly, and we could have just been making faces at him, and nobody would have known it. I would I would try to make him make some noise uh, throughout. <laughs> he, he make some noise. Oh, he he is awful whenever it's like whenever I had him on the podcast. He's like this. Well, you gotta give me a a little basket. Of things just to toss at him. Yeah. Throughout. I'll get you like uh, balls of yarn and yeah. Nerf balls. Just pelt and, him. And then like one rock. Just, yeah. Just thrown in just there. Just for the end of the show. <laughs> you're a, you're all thump, 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 thump throughout the whole series. And then, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Is that end. a rock? <laughs> you have a rock? I got a he rock. threw a rock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh. So yeah, that's I've got I've got things in the works, but you'll find out about them when they're ready. When they're ready. When they're ready, and not a moment early. So that's making uh, the films, not the movies over are you, here. Are you making the films? No, you're not. You fucking liar. I was meaning quality as opposed to cheap popcorn. So I thought you were making. Oh yeah, <laughs> the pretentiousness. <laughs> yeah, I'm making the films, <laughs> not the movies over here. <laughs> oh, I think I'm more tired than I thought I was. I didn't catch that at all. So, yeah, anyways, that's the end of the show. So, until next time, guys, I'm Jake. I'm Joe. <laughs> what were we talking about? Molly Nerdcast.